Hi, everybody, and welcome to Dublin Tech Talks, Ireland's leading technology startup and leadership podcast. On this show, we talk to leaders in Ireland and around the world to get their thoughts on business, leadership, funding, scaling, work practices, well-being, and everything in between. Dublin Tech Talks is brought to you by Icon Accounting, one of Ireland's leading and fastest growing providers of the one-stop shop accountancy and consultancy services for independent professional contractors in Ireland. On today's show, we have Kenny Becker, who's country manager for Snyder Electric. Welcome to the show, Kenny. Thanks for having me, Gavin. Nice to see you again. Yeah, it's great to see you. So um, we met first at our Women's International Day back in late February. Uh, yeah, it feels, feels like a lifetime ago now. Yeah, it feels like a long, long time. I think that was my last time I was out in a public setting, <laughs> um, which is scary to think. So how have you been from, from that? Or do you want to give maybe just give an intro into who you are and where you come from? Yeah, no, thanks for having me again. It's a real pleasure. And um, so Kelly Becker for Schneider Electric, um, and I'm the country president for Ireland. Uh, obviously, though, based on the accent, you know, I'm not Irish. Uh, so I've been in Ireland about 18 months now. And uh, prior to that, ran several businesses for Schneider in the U.S. Um, and here I'm really responsible for running our entire country operations. Um, you know, and that's really everything from um, sales to execution to many of the functional teams that we have sitting in Ireland that support other Schneider global teams as well. Well, small enough tasks. Yeah, <laughs> lots going on these days. Yeah. So you spoke um, at, our, at our international day and you spoke really passionately about leadership and, and what it means to be a leader. Um, and at the time, it was obviously around Women's International Day and you, you spoke about how, it, you know, different ways people talk to women around leadership and different things like that. Um, but over the last kind of six months, you, you've had to adopt your, your, your leadership styles. And, you know, uh, we talked before about how you were, you were not in Ireland for, for, the, for the start of the, the, the madness and, and everything that goes with that. So how have you maybe adopted as a leader? How do you feel you've evolved as a leader and how that has helped you in the, in the last six months? Yeah, it's, um, I think for everybody, it's been, uh, everybody's evolved in their own way in the last six months. So as you mentioned, back in March, um, I went back to the U.S. for what was supposed to be a 72-hour trip um, and basically got stuck. It was the um, day that President Trump decided to close the borders into the U.S. And I had um, something I was, I had to be back in the U.S. for a couple weeks after that and ended up getting stuck and had to stay. Um, and then really led our team in the midst of, as everybody was really trying to you know, understand what was happening, um, quite frankly, to our world at that point, um, from the US while still doing my Ireland job. Um, so I worked the graveyard shift for five weeks, which is basically 2 a.m. to about noon. Um, so that was probably the first way I adapted. I'm not traditionally uh, an early morning person, uh, let alone 2 a.m. Um, but you do, you, you actually really just do adapt, right? You're going to bed at six to seven o'clock at night and, um, and this is what you have to do to lead. So um, I think that was probably the first piece. It didn't matter where I was, but I needed to work Europe the whole time because we were in such a fluid situation at that point for our teams and I needed to be available um, at all hours when our teams were working. Um, I think, you know, the other thing is, was 
you know, getting employees, um, you know, we have a lot of field-based teams in Ireland, but we also have plenty of office-based personnel. And, and so getting our teams adapted quite quickly, obviously ensuring we had the right health and safety protocols in place, um, making sure that our site-based teams uh, were really had everything they needed to be successful. Because as you know, in Ireland, um, some construction sites shut down for a short period of time, but many stayed open the whole time, which meant our many of our team was working this whole entire time, right? They haven't sat home and had any uh, sort of off time, if you will. Um, and so, so having those conversations with individual employees about how our world is evolving and, and what in fact um, I needed for them to do to continue to support our customers was really um, certainly a critical piece of this. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I guess we're all adapting along those lines for sure. I think the other big thing we've really seen is a move, you know, from a sales perspective to all digital for quite some period of time um, during the course of the Irish lockdown. And so actually what it's done for us is accelerated the digital adaption of our customers, um, which is which is huge. It's, it's part of a journey Schneider is going through um, as well, which is, uh, you know, takes some time. Um, but this has clearly accelerated that because we're all having to work in different ways. Um, so things that, you know, you didn't really expect, but have actually been quite beneficial for our business. Yeah, there was, you couldn't have a resistance to change within the digital ecosystem when, when that was it. There was no, there was no other ways. It's, it's, it's interesting. What kind of digital first products or ways have you evolved them? You know, Obviously, your business is so vast. But what what what's the main kind of digital first push you went with? Well, I think so. For those of your listeners who don't know who Schneider Electric is, um, you know, we're really an energy and automation company. So everything from the fuse box that runs your, your house all the way up to products that run data centers and utilities and everything in between, if you will. Um, across many types of things. So products for your home, products for commercial buildings, um, and then industrial products as well. And so Schneider has been historically a product company and in the last 10 years has made a tremendous push into being far more digital, um, both from a software perspective and what we sell and from a digital services perspective. And, and that's really what we've seen accelerated, right? So clearly the strategy, you know, well, well published from Schneider is to become more digital. And, and what we've also now seen is customers are ordering digitally now, whereas maybe in the past they really would, would like for the sales guy to walk into their store, yeah. right, and, and place an order. So they're ordering digitally now. Um, we're driving service. So in the past where, you know, we would roll a truck, if you will, and have someone go to a site, we have many more customers today who, um, for safety reasons on their own sites and limiting volumes of people, actually really want us to do digital services. Mm. Um, and so that has been a real material change for us as well. It's just really propelled, I think, in ways that um, without, you know, the challenges of the last six months probably would have taken a lot longer because it, it wasn't that as urgent. Right. Everybody, yeah. you know, all of your customers have 20 things you're trying to do the same way you and I do. Um, and now this came top of mind to say, how do I reduce people on my sites, but still ensure my equipment runs and they can, in fact, service their customers. So it's been um, a real transformation. And, and 
with the transformation, it's not just your day to day. The the rollout of say smart buildings and companies or, or or customers wanting the you know latest technology to be able to help with rollout of you know safe working places, health and safety protocols. Has that accelerated your your, your product portfolio then as well, where something might have been not as keen to to be purchased now is suddenly number one on the list it is i mean i think what we've seen is schneider has had many of these products for smart buildings for many years mm. and people at um, maybe the forefront have been driving this especially into places like hospitals um, and what we've seen is just an incredible acceleration on that front um, for for very obvious reasons around you know smart buildings and what is the air like in my building and how do we ensure you know what is it recirculating and what does that look like and and all of that so um, along those lines there's more interest and then it's actually somewhat um, people are have had a little more time if you will working remotely to say let me log into that webinar that Schneider is putting on around smart buildings or smart um, healthcare and hospitals and life sciences and whatnot and engage with us in a way that when we were all running in our norm for so long, you go, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get to that. When in fact, now it is top of mind of if I'm going to get employees back into buildings, what does that need to look like? And have you, have you seen, you just said, I read that out some of stuff. Um, what I was. Um, have you seen in your your workplace a change in mentality? I've I've seen it in a lot of people around their their work kind of place where you know where everything was very focused on one direction. They kind of in that time they had off took a step back, and when they've gone back into the work environment, they're you know I feel some of them are more engaged in what they're doing, and they're more committed to what they're doing. But they want to change in their kind of work life preferences. Has that come true into your, into your organization or what you've seen? Yeah, I think we're seeing that for sure. I mean, I have to say I'm really proud of our teams and the way they've adapted, both um, our teams who work on job sites as well as our teams um, who have moved into really working full time from home. Because I think what, what they are excited about is as well as seeing um, this isn't just Kelly saying we need to push our digital adoption, right? This is customers coming back and saying, hey, this is actually how we want to do business with you now. And that's really exciting. It just puts a different level of energy. And I think, you know, I inherently believe that um, our employees want to learn, they want to grow, they want to evolve. And this is a way that's really accelerated that for a lot of people saying, you know, how do I engage from home in a different way, both with colleagues in Schneider, but quite frankly, with our customers. So um, I think it's actually energized people in a different way. And, and I don't want to say that it, there's not obviously fear in the world as we're all living through something that's a bit unknown. Um, but I think in the pieces you can control from a work perspective, um, our employees have really embraced that. And I think we we will see not just us, certainly, but everybody will see a different way of working moving forward will see greater flexibility um, and for me you know i ran a team in the us um, if i wasn't there in person with them i was in a different city where i lived for years and it worked fine and and my irish team i think because of the geography that we have here right we all live quite close it's easy to be in the office it's easy to be seen um, hadn't moved down that direction and this has clearly accelerated that where people 
um, just understand that you can in fact work from home, you can in fact be effective and continue to, to do your job and, and maybe you're in fact doing it in a better different way than you ever thought you could. And, and has that made you change then? Two questions here, sorry. Has that made you change? How you, you, you've obviously worked to manage remotely before, but you probably came into a nice kind of rhythm of being in the office and, and forgetting the, the, that way. Has that changed again how you've looked at your leadership ways and, and, and what you've had to do and the coaching element of what you have to do to make sure other people are more comfortable? Because I felt that was nearly yeah, reluctant. Yeah. Some people were a bit didn't really know what to do and they, they, they were struggling as well. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, I always um, lead with trust. So if you're on my team, you inherently, I inherently give trust from the beginning. Um, and, and so I have always trusted, even when I came to Ireland and I would work from home for a day or I'd be out with customers or on a job site, that people were doing what was right. Um, because if they weren't, eventually that would be figured out, right? And so I just give trust. And I think that has been a bit of an evolution for some of our leaders is who were more used to being office-based is learning to trust that their teams are in fact pushing forward and, and moving the business forward. And, and ultimately for me, it comes out in the results, right? So if you're a salesperson, you know, we were measuring you before on how many conversations you had with customers. Those just happen to be in person. Well, now we're measuring you in the same way. It just happens to be the way you and I are talking, right? And, and so are you engaging with what you're supposed to be doing? Um, we're just, it's not an in-person visit um, in the same way it once was. It's a Zoom call or Skype or Teams or whatever your chosen uh, video platform is. Um, and so people are doing that. Um, so I think it's about trust ultimately and that inherently people want to do a good job. Uh, and then secondly, you've, you've touched on it about five times around your customers. You know, the customer journey for sales anyway has changed. You know, it's, it's gone digital first, it's gone, you know, but also the customer engagement has, has changed a lot. So is, is that something that you had planned for? I know you were talking about you, you were kind of digital ready, but, you know, it was such a seismic shift in how the customer client engagement has gone has, has that been you know is, is that a thank god we've got to this far now because we've been ready or is you know is, is it just a different way of playing the game you just have to focus on different parts um i just think it means we can offer more value um because we always had uh great softwares and great service tools and great ability to be digital with our customers um, and, you know, just like anything, you get a curve, right? You get those early adapters and you kind of move up the chain. Um, and now what we've seen is this, right? Just a sudden hockey stick up. And, um, and so for me, it's, you know, it's really overall, it's just about being excited about engaging with people in a different way. Um, you know, I certainly miss people. I miss being in the office and, and having those conversations and those hallway chats where you get good information and you make quick decisions. And, and I think in some ways, um, you know, it, it's now a Zoom call for everything, whereas you used to be able to do those. And, and so I'm, you know, I miss having lunch. I miss, you know, engaging in that way as I'm sure everybody does. Um, you know, I'm not unique in that and, and we will get back to that place to some extent. 
but I think we'll probably eventually get to a bit of a hybrid, right? Where it's nice to be in the office a couple of days a week and have those interpersonal connections. But in fact, I can get a lot from home done as well, which means, uh, you know, I have work-life balance or I can take more of the child rearing responsibilities or aging parent responsibilities. I just think people's um, life and approach to life is gonna evolve uh, quite a bit and, and people are gonna know it's possible. Um, yeah, where no, in the past, I, it was always like an exception. Yeah, no, the, the Sunday Business Post seemed to have about 10 different surveys of people that had released different yep. ways of working. I, I haven't read so many articles about different, different everybody <laughs> agreed that, that everybody's going to change how they work. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that the, the realization that you don't have to be in the office, you, you don't have to be nine to five, people work different times, customers might want to call after seven o'clock in the evening you have to be flexible with that because you know everybody's life is a bit different my, my challenge would have been I, and it's just happened now that it's had to happen is the leaders within the business were so traditionally mindseted that that's not how i grew up in, a, in an organization i don't know how this is going to happen uh, and i think that's been the biggest shift rather than everybody else's mindset i think everybody else has always been you know i don't need to be in the office so I don't know if that's something you've seen around, not just your place, but, but your kind of ecosystem. It's just that realization that this can happen. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the reality that it can happen. I guess for me, um, at, certainly early on, um, there were no boundaries to how much everybody was working, trying to put complete plans in place. But now, um, that for me has probably been one of the biggest challenges is setting those boundaries, right? Which says, look, I have to get to the gym today. I have to get outside, even if it's pouring rain, which I did yesterday in Ireland and it was said, I gotta get outside. So I guess it's a walk in the rain, so be it, right? Mm. Um, and I think those for me is certainly what I'm having to do because otherwise you could just be on your devices constantly, right? It's a phone call to a Zoom to, you know, your iPad to, you know, 10 minutes in front of the TV and collapse. and and we're in a place, I think, where people can get that rhythm a little bit more and say, look, these are really the hours I'm going to work. And in, and in my job, you always get thrown curveballs. It's, it's what it is. It's what you sign up for. Um, but at the same time, you also, I think, personally have to, have to decide um, what makes you healthy um, in, in everything that we're dealing with right now. And, and so that, for me, as, as well as a lot of my employees, you know, I've said, you have to take your annual leave, right? I know you can't go anywhere, but you have to step away from the computer, right? You have to give your brain a break. And I think that will be the next set of challenges we maybe have. I know, definitely. Um, I, I don't want to take up much more of your time. Um, just something actually that, that, that stuck with me uh, from the Women's International Day, um, just around your, your your passion around leadership and, and how women are seen within the, the leadership forum. Um, I think, you know, I joked the last time I spoke to you about the Taylor Swift side of things. And, <laughs> and you know, she's, got that, a new, she's got a new album. Yeah, that, that stuck with me uh, forever. Is, um, you, know, uh, you know, how do you, is, is that kind of something that you are very successful at being a leader within your business and you're within that 30% club, which, you know, which, it, which I mm -hmm. don't even know why it's still a club. Um, but, but it is, you know, it's a club. You know, what, where's next in relation to that conversation happening around women in leadership and, you know, leaders in general 
that call inclusive working environment. You know, that stuck with me really quite heavily after your talk. So I was just wondering, you know, where do you see that? Because it would have been traditionally seen in a workplace and on a boardroom and all that, you know, everybody was quite visible. Um, and some people might find it more difficult to be seen within an environment that you're not fully in the office. Yeah, you know, for me, um, I, there's a couple of things along that. You know, I first and foremost believe in talent, right? So yeah. I hire the best people for the jobs that I can find because ultimately um, that's what you need to do to run a successful business. I also believe in um, taking chances and in challenging people, male or female, um, stretch assignments, something outside of you know what you would normally do. And because people did that with me, right? And it's what accelerates your career. And those kind of stretch assignments, additional work, et cetera, is often what gives you exposure as well. Um, and so for me, you know, I think we need more women in the workplace. There's no doubt about it, right? And um, it's this constant challenge because I'm a really big believer that part of the problem we have is there's not enough intake, if you will, into a lot of the business sector from kind of a right out of university, right? Um, you know, the rates of female engineers um, is like less than 20% of mm. the engineering population. So, and I'm not an engineer, and so, you know, in a company like Schneider, which has many, many engineers, you know, I'm, I'm pretty regularly reminding people as we're discussing talent and moving forward saying like, but I'm not an engineer and yet I'm managing engineers, right? And you have to remind people pretty regularly that look, people have different skills and they bring different things to the table. Um, and so for me, I'm pushing my team in Ireland um, to think about talent in a different way, to think about um, moving faster with people. Um, it was interesting, you know, I was on LinkedIn like everybody else, and there recently they named um, Clorox, just renamed, named a new CEO. It was a woman, she's my age actually, and she has not been in a role longer than like two and a half years, and there were only two in her whole career. So she's in a, in a, a year here, 18 months here, mm -hmm. moving on. And I think what it shows is that they identified her quite early on as a talent and they moved her through and they challenged her in, in different ways to see if she would continue to rise. And I think that's something we have to do more um, with talent as a whole, but with women as well. Um, because, you know, every piece of research shows that women want to know they can do the job before they'll apply for the job. And it's our response, my responsibility and your responsibility and what you do and others to say, no, you can do the job. You don't have to be 100% ready. You'll learn part of that um, once you're in the role. And we all have a piece of that to play um, yes. because there are just things that are kind of ingrained in different ways that make men and women quite different, which is, which is ultimately what creates great teams is when you have better diversity. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the bit you just said there about the 100% before I can do that. And uh, no, you've had the conversations you have during lockdown and different things about people. And, you know, I, I noticed that people, that more than ever, kind of the male, female, so I've, you know, four sisters, a wife, daughter, you know, my, my life You're is surrounded. surrounded. I'm surrounded. I'm very, very few males. And, 
you know, even just discussing that with my wife or my sisters, and they're like, oh, you know, I'm not 100% there. And you're like, you don't need to be. You know, you have to go somewhere and learn. You can't, if you're hiring somebody that's 100% for it, they'll leave within six or 12 months because they're bored. Um, so yeah, 100%, it's, it's, it's the, but it's ingraining that belief within people because they've been told for years you have to make sure you're 100% no, or even 90% the right fit before you can do it it's it's, it's only something um, well I think the other thing that comes with that when I'm looking for people is passion right because not everything I do every day am I passionate about nobody is but having that innate desire to win and to succeed and to say you can throw anything at me and I'm going to figure it out. And I, I know I can do this um, is something really important to me because I also want flexibility in our organization, right? We're in where our business in Ireland is growing like crazy. And so what I'm, you know, I could be hiring people today that their role in three years could be completely different because our business is evolving so quickly. And I need people who will adapt to that and are in fact excited about that. Um, and so for me, passion is the other thing I'm really looking for. I'm looking for somebody to get excited about whatever, right? And they don't yeah. have to get excited about the same things I do, but they have to get excited about something um, and show me why, right? Is it, is it people management? Is, is it customer management? Is it um, running a field team and ensuring, you know, that we have the best health and safety record in Ireland? I mean, it's those kinds of things. Everybody is driven in different ways, but passion for me, you can see and you can read in people uh, quite quickly when you're interviewing somebody and you, can, you can't grow passion you know? it comes from within yeah. which is you know you can't coach it you can't do anything with that so uh, that, that's the hardest part but uh, but on that we'll, we'll give you some your time back kelly and, and as always thanks a million for for participating with Dublin tech talks it's a pleasure as always talking to you yeah, no, a pleasure for sure. Hopefully we'll actually be able to do Women's International Week in person again, maybe next year and, uh, and go from there. But uh, appreciate it, Gavin. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot.